Welcome back, nation, to another episode of the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. And we got to do a little something different again, like we always do. We just got done with our two-part episode on the live albums. Now we're going to go back, hit some studio stuff up. We're going to do two bands, one album each right here. One episode. One episode. And these are some uh, lesser-known bands we're going to do today. Uh, Correct. Greg? What are, who are we doing today? We are doing a band from Hollywood, Pretty Boy Floyd, uh, from the late 80s and um, from the early part of the 90s, a band from Memphis called Roxy Blue. Roxy Blue, dude. Which is a band that I I love this, this album we're going to do. Both of these excited. albums, me and Chris, really love. Or I love Pretty Boy Floyd. I think he loves yeah, Roxy I, Blue. I think you just said it right. I think you feel the way about Pretty Boy Floyd the way I feel about Roxy Blue. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. We're going to learn a lot about ourselves and each other and everything that's great about the world. We know a lot about each other. What are we really learning? Well, I don't want to tell everybody what I've seen. What, I've seen. what I've seen. Greg's little strip show earlier in the streets. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, no, you were just changing. You were just changing your shirt. Yeah, I was changing my shirt. Uh, hey, this is the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. I'm going to see if I can do this without fucking up. Okay, go ahead. At BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. We got a lot of stuff going up on these two uh, social media platforms. Information, let you know where you can see us. We're doing clips from each episode. We love you guys to just listen to the episodes. That's really what we want you to do, even though we know that we are hilarious. Um, But we would love for you guys to go and check those two places out. That's at BigTalkCG.podcast, TikTok, Instagram. You can also go to Twitter, at BigTalkCG. We also have a Gmail. It's BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Guess what, guys? Guess what, Greg? What? Guess what? I'm going to guess nothing. We are on YouTube. We've been on YouTube YouTube for a little bit, but I want to make that crystal clear. We are on YouTube. Are we on the book face? We are on the book face. All right. YouTube, is, uh, just look us up, uh, the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. That's Greg with two Gs, baby. Well, three yeah. Gs, actually. One in the front, two, two in the back. back. <laughs> and we're on Facebook. Um, you can just look us up at the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. Enough of that. Right on cue. All right. So who we, <laughs> uh, who's this first band we're going to do today? All right, Greg? what we're doing, we're doing Pretty Boy Floyd. Uh, a band out of Hollywood, a glam metal band out of Hollywood, uh, started in 1987. Um, the name of the album is called Leather Boys with Electric Toys. I love it, dude. That's so, you know. <laughs> That's so very S&M sounding. Yeah. And you know what's funny, Chris? Is it, this is uh, probably the, the only band that's done this uh, uh, on, is that they have boys, not with an S, with a Z. And then the, the toys with a Z, not an S. That's hey. what I like, man. Whenever yeah. I talk about the boys, there's always a Z. All right. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, you know, this is a band that um, Pretty Boy Floyd, which we're hearing right now, is the lead-off and title track from this album, Leather Boys, with Electric Toys. And, um, you know, like, like Greg said, man, this thing came out in the late 80s, October 5th, 1989, mm-hmm. on MCA. Uh, these guys were straight out of Hollywood, dude. And and from what I'm kind of gathering from what I've learned about these guys is they didn't spend much time going out and playing shows and rehearsing. They were signed pretty uh, quick. Is that is that kind of the way the story goes, Greg? From my understanding, it was. Like, you know, they played some shows around Hollywood, but then they kind of showcased themselves. And, you know, uh, they formed in 87. And then by, you know, 89, they're already, the end of 89, they're already pulling out a record. So, yeah, yeah they probably... You know, did that, and then after that, they probably toured a little bit. Yeah, got some things going. So yeah, like like Greg had said, these guys came from Hollywood. Uh, they actually formed in '87. Uh, obviously, that the album we're doing today, Leather Boys Like the Toys, was the debut. And yeah, they they basically yeah, the sign it and sell it kind of situation. Let's go ahead and get into this album, dude. Um, and, and the thing about some of these albums that aren't as big, it is so hard. To find like um, we like to give factoids, we like to give 
our gloss over history. We like to give a lot of information we have, but for some of these bands, it was so hard. So we may get more stories than anything else right, in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. Uh, we don't rehearse. We don't. So we'll kind of see where this thing takes us. But man, I'm really happy and excited to share both these bands, both these albums. So yeah, Pretty Boy Floyd. We're actually listening to track two, Rock and Roll, is gonna set the night on fire. Nice, man. And these guys really are what the epitome of glam is. To me, Hollywood glam. This band is right out of the uh, the blueprint, if you will. I remember um, when they were in uh, in the streets of Hollywood on the club scene. They were saying that, oh, we're gonna when Poison takes their makeup off, we're gonna keep our our makeup on. And it was kind of like, ugh, maybe maybe you should keep it on, man. Like these guys, you're getting old and makeup's on. It's not not a pretty sight. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like anything, Poison, the first two albums, first album came out, yeah, they had a lot of makeup on. Second one, a little less. Third one, a little less, a little less, a little less. But, you know, as some of those guys kept getting bigger, mm-hmm. you know, we got bands like Pretty Boy Floyd that, you know, were using the glam thing with the makeup and the lipstick, the tight leather pants, mm-hmm. hanging out, rocking and rolling, man. They're going. Yeah, they were formed, uh, like we said, in 87. The original members are Steve Summers, vocalist, Errol, Errol uh, Styles on guitar, Vinny Chass on bass, and Kerry Kane is the drummer. Um, did you did you ever see these guys in concert? Yeah. When this album first came out, I saw them at the Roxy. At the Roxy. How was yeah. it? Do you remember that show? Oh, yeah. I remember it, man, because I was a super excited because, you know, I got this album, or sorry, I got this cassette, and it just rock and roll, dude. I mean, it was just exactly what I wanted. Um, teenage anger, uh, fun, partying. Uh, meeting girls, leather, you know, let's go out and party. Let's hit the streets. And at the time, you know, Greg was there, man. Let's go. Yeah, dude, this is, like I said, we're going to get a lot of stories hopefully out of Greg today. You know, pretty boy Floyd related or not, we'll see what see what he pulls out Whoa. of his pocket. Of his pocket. Um, let's go ahead and go to the next track. You ready to go to the next track? I'm ready, baby. If you really didn't pay attention to the first track and the second track, they're kind of like high-energy rock and roll uh, type songs. You know, uh, uh, Leather Boys with Electric Toys just came out on fire. Just bam, that's how you start. You know, that's how we say we like to start off albums. And then uh, Rock and Roll is going to set the night on fire. Same thing. Uh, came and still gave the same energy like the first song. Uh, this third one is called Wild Angels. A uh, bit of a balladish. Uh, still fun. Still good stuff, man. Yeah, this... This song, yeah, like you said, ballad. It, it goes kind of a mid-tempo way. It just starts out slow, then it mid-tempo's up the rest of the way out. It doesn't really get power as much as we really like our power yeah. ballads to be. Um, I like this song. This is a good one. Uh, a little long, five minutes long. They probably could have trimmed off a good 45 seconds off of this and would have been just as good. But um, it's kind of unfortunate for a band that's like this that came out with a pretty solid album. I'm not going to say it's the best thing I've ever heard or the best thing that come out of the 80s. Uh, most definitely not the best album of 89. But they were definitely waving, waving that flag while right? grunge, while not yet, was really hitting anything yet. You were maybe another year away. This is right at the end of 89. So we're talking 91 is really when it starts hitting full force for the grunge. Um so it's good to see that a band like this was waving the flag. Now, if you're thinking of grunge, would have never came. That's a big if. How do you think this band would have fared? Do you think that this band, this album was enough for to push them uh, forward, or do you think they kind of would have gone the way they went anyways? Or do you think that they were really that upper echelon? What do you think? I hate to say that word if, but I would say I think they would have had another album in them very similar mm-hmm. to the high energy that this is. Yes, they did come out with uh, three or four albums after this, all on independent, but I don't know if they had the same magic and some of the same art, some of the same um, band members were not there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. bringing new guys, eh, sometimes the new guys don't have the same energy or charisma as they did on that first album. You know, grew up a little bit, left, kind of had some things going on. So, but I don't know. To me, I think they could have done something else or at least had two, good, two, three good albums. Yeah, and this came out in October, like we had said, uh, but it's peak chart position wasn't until April. Yeah. April uh, 28th, 1990, hit number 130. So even with it still being, I mean, just off top of my head, I believe Dr. Feelgood came out in 89. So that music 
the you know the Sunset Strip kind of thing, Motley Crue, all that glam music, hair bands were still going strong at this point. So the fact that it only hit 130 makes me wonder if they really did have the oomph, really did have it to to make it to that next level, because they were like maybe ascending from C to B level. You know, if you're gonna go A B C, they were getting into the B. I would have liked to have seen maybe something else thrown behind them and see if they could come out with another album and build on top of this. I think that they really could have and gone into that next level. Cause, but, you know, it changes. Like you said, I say, hate, hate to speak in ifs and ands, but sometimes that's all we can all we can talk about. You want to bring me to the next song? I'd love to. All right. Next song, which is still high energy, uh, 48 Hours. Same thing. Uh, this kind of sounds like, hey, you know what? Uh, we, all, we all do this, Chris, where we work five days a week and we got 48 hours you know sportsly when we're kids yep yep 48 hours to rock so friday night saturday night and then you know sunday sunday morning or you know monday morning at six here we go we're back to our yep. shift back to tying our hair back in a in a in a ponytail and you know serving or whatever we're doing but working in a Working in the back of a restaurant and a dishwasher kicking the door open and there's poison playing on the other side. Oh wait, wrong band. Yeah. <clears throat> CC Deville kicking out. No, that's not CC Deville uh. dude. It's called Christy Crash Majors, man. He's yeah. the one rocking it, dude. Damn. Um, you know, same thing. High energy, uh rock and roll. Yes, this is bubblegum rock. Yes, this is, you know, glam and stuff like that. But for me, you know, being a teenager, 18, 19, 20, I loved it, Chris, and I I connected with it, and that's why I like these this album and Roxy Blue album really connect with me, and I feel the energy and excitement mm-hmm. from all this kind of stuff. Now, there. let's go through because what I had named off were the founding members. There was a couple changes in yeah. the lineup. Uh, so for this album, it was Steve Summers, Christy Crash Majors, like you had said, Vinny Chaz, and Kerry Kane. So a change, I believe, in the guitar player leaving and. Uh, uh, Christy Majors coming in. Uh, I didn't know much of the stuff they did before. They probably didn't do much. So um, this is. I don't. I don't think they did anything before yeah. because it's just there was no like demo EP or anything mm-hmm. like that. These guys just played, and this is what came out of them when they got I've, signed. You know. So this song is called Forty Eight Hours. Do you? I got. I did. I did dig deep and found a factoid about this band. Oh, I f- I, okay. I did find a factoid about this band. Now. Their music has been on two soundtracks. Oh, okay, two good. soundtracks. You got, you got uh, what I was saying then. The first uh, demo version of 48 Hours was on the 1989 soundtrack for the film The Karate Kid Part 3. Ooh, I didn't know that one. I thought it was something else. And All right. two years later, they had a, a previously unreleased version of the song Slam Dunk, which is on a bonus track re-release from the Ellen Barkin movie Switch. All right. Uh, so there, that's like the that's like the limitations of the factoids for these bands is just minuscule. Didn't really do much. It's really hard to find it. See, so you, you got it. You know, we got to call Christy Majors or hey, what's going on, right? <coughs> um, Bring me to the next song, baby. Next song. Yeah, you know when we start off like this now. This is a cover song from Motley Crue. This is called Toast of the Town. And it was a B-side to the debut single of Stick It to Stick to Your Guns on Leather Records. Leather. Oh, God. From 1981. I love you, dude. No, it, it, I, it I was... Know. It, I know. This, was, this song I really loved, and I heard the original version, and I was pissed off that Motley didn't keep this on their record. I, this is a bitchin' song. So... Thank, thank the Lord Jesus for the internet, for inventing the internet. It was not Al Gore, it was the Lord Jesus. On day 28, he invented the internet. And the internet allowed us to figure out a lot of these things, like songs that were never released, demos, things that were cut from albums, all these things that end up on CDs and tracks later. You know, you get to kind of find out the history yeah. of shit. And out of every album and every artist and every song, Toast of the Town is one of those songs that I have no fucking clue who was talking to who and cut that shit from that debut looks or uh, uh, live wire album the uh, uh, Too Fast for Love Too Fast for Love album 
it's one of my favorite Motley Crue songs. It is. Too, it is yeah. one of my favorite. This is a fun song, "Toast of the Town." These guys do it justice. They do a great job of it too, as, as far as I'm concerned. They do. They I, do, I think they, they don't, do. Justice. They don't try to floydify it. They just do it, and it sounds great. Now, before we say a floydified it, that was really good. Um, do you know who the uh, producer of this album was? Yeah, is this the one? That, uh, 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 looks like to me, I got it right here. Howard Benson. Howard Benson, which we know at the time was is a was you know did all the rock albums mm-hmm. you know in there, so he fit in good with these guys. He knew what they wanted. They have a certain sound. Yep. I can give you this sound. This is what high energy what I need. Bam, 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 bam. They probably had this in their arsenal, and he rocked it, dude. I mean, this is great, dude. I love this, man. Yeah, yeah. This is good stuff. You ready to go? I'm ready to go, man. I love this song. Whoa. This is is another one of those things, Chris, that I, I laughed because they use the word rock and roll again. This is a song called Rock and Roll Outlaws. And it's just, you know, oh, first we had Rock and Roll is going to set the night on fire. Now we have uh, Rock and Roll Outlaws. Mm-hmm. You know, next thing, you know, Rock and Roll Rebels. Uh, rock and Roll All Night Long. You know, that kind of stuff. But uh, it's just fun song, and, and I like yeah. how they use it. Definitely, you know, a lot of the stuff from this time and age was definitely made up for the teenager, you know, that, you yeah. Know, 12 to 25 male that just wants to hear songs about being a bad boy, partying, and girls. If your album is about those things, you're 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 set. You're set. And you know most of these songs, other than uh, are like two to three minutes long. Like yep. this, I think this is the shortest song on the album. Yeah. At 2:33, Rock yep. and Roll Outlaws, man. They go in there, they say what they need to say, and. They're out the door, man. They ain't yeah. messing around. Um, let me kind of go. Uh, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna kind of do a little more talking about Howard Benson, just so you guys kind of know other stuff that he has done. He did a bunch of production for POD. He did a bunch of stuff. Uh, he also did some production for Huba Stink. Let's go to the next song first. Yeah. He did a lot of uh, production for Daughtry and uh, Hailstorm. Yeah. Who I. Have listened to off and on. They're they're a pretty good band. They're a newer band. They do have some good stuff out there. So Hailstorm is another band. So he's been around for a while. He's done a lot of stuff. He definitely knows what he's talking about when he's in the behind the switchboard. Definitely. <coughs> All right, what song are we on? Are we on only the young? We are on song number seven. Only the young. Nice little tender ballad. Yeah, uh, you know, it sounds like back seat of the car. Here we are cruising, or just something simple, man. Only, only the, the young, young. Oh. only the young know what we mean, Chris. Yes, we're, we're we're going through all these problems and these issues, and only the young would understand. Yeah, the adults don't understand. Only the young yeah, that yeah. are listening, that are twelve to twenty-five <laughs> adolescent males, right? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Little sing-along stock horse. Right. And here's the one thing I wanted to talk about, and you're gonna hear it when you hear these two albums. You're you're, you're definitely gonna hear what I'm gonna say. Uh, in my opinion, this is my opinion. Pretty Boy Floyd's music, at least on this album, to me sounds like stuff that is still, um, they're only looking to play clubs. They're looking to play on the Sunset Strip. These sounds like Sunset Strip, Roxy, Whiskey, Knitting Factory, which we talked about earlier today, um, those kind of clubs, where when we listen to Roxy Blue, the sound is bigger, and it's probably a lot with the production work. The production on this is not... Uh, the sound quality is not as good as uh, the uh, Roxy Blue album we're okay. going to hear. Okay. And so it sounds like it's ready for bigger things and bigger venues. Where this one, I see them playing this. I can't really... I see... Um, I mean, if a band gets big, anything they play, can, they can play in a stadium. But I just don't see these songs translating well to the huge stadium setting. They seem more like club songs to me. Okay. And I'm wondering if maybe that might be had a little bit to do. Or it's kind of like, yeah, this is cute for Sunset Strip. Maybe because you know this is really, you know, this came out in '87. Their album comes out in '89, so there's gonna be some time there where they're recording. So 
they were really in that Haiti of sign them, sign them, sign them, sign them, sign yeah. them, sign them, sign them, sign them, sign them. Yeah. And trying to find something that oh, sticks. Oh, you're selling out the Roxy. Oh, you're selling out the whiskey. You're, you're, oh, yeah, you're, we're you're signing you. 500, you know, seats in. Yeah. High energy. Look at all these young girls laughing and yeah. giggling and being on, scratching at the on you on stage. Sign them. So I think that's what these songs were. Hey, yeah, make an album with those songs and. Uh, but you'll hear it later, you know, in the next album we do, Roxy Blue. But man, I'm not saying these aren't good songs. I'm just saying I think that uh, maybe give them some time they could have written for some bigger things. You ready to go to the next one? Ready to go to the next one, baby. Last Kiss. Same thing. Fast Listen. song, uh, two minutes and 39 seconds. We're in, we're out. Just that you know, uh, when I'm, we're out, we're dating, I want the last kiss. Yeah, what did they say? Was he say the last kiss is the hardest or yeah, something like last that? Kiss. The keyboards at the beginning there, very. <laughs> I don't even know the word. Very bubblegummy, right? Very, very bubblegummy, and the keyboard is kind of like, you know, right. yeah, it makes me go like this, like dee 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 dee. dee but yeah. you know who did keyboards on this album? I'm sure I could look it up. Howard uh, Benson. Howard since you're Benson, looking at that son, son of a, of a son of a gun. You know, we find that with a lot of these bands that we talk about, the producer also plays a lot of the in, like extra yeah, instruments, extra keyboards, instruments, yeah. backing vocals, some bass, uh, things like that. You'll see him play, be playing something else on a guitar track or two or something like that. Yes. And, and that's all good, man. I like it when the producer can can feel the struggle of the musician in the studios at the same time. Yeah, so good. So definitely that way. And that's what this song feels like, too. Real bubblegum-ish. Yeah. Like you said, 12, 13, 14, uh, that kind of... And they I kind of finished that way, too. You know, we'll talk about these last two songs. Go ahead and bring me to the next song. I will. This this is the, the song number nine called Your Mama Won't Know. Ooh. What's Dang. that mean? Your Mama Won't Know. I'm giving you the last kiss behind the curtain or something. Oh, my God. Only the young would know. Yeah, only the young would know. Did I hear a whistle? Is that a whistle? Yeah, they're pulling all out, all, all the stops. All the little tricks. Now, they got some backing vocals here. We got um, Jennifer, Miss Frosty Hoops. We got Paris Hampton, Maura Egan, Candace Gartland, Elizabeth Goldner, Catherine Lundy, all on backing vocals. So that their backing vocals, I was going to say it earlier, their backing vocals are very uh, ri- rich but high-pitched. There and you go. So I think that's a bunch of the you know the female back backup yeah. singers. I know the crew had the what were they called the nasty, nasty habits, habits that went on tour with them and probably did some background singing on their albums, especially later with the girls, girls, girls yeah. on the Doctor Feelgood albums. But yeah, these guys have got them going strong here, man. And and it's do not get me wrong, guys. Everything that we're saying that you guys might be saying we're saying a bad thing, all that is right up their alley. Having them as their backup singer, right up their alley. Having the bubblegum keyboard, right up their alley. Yeah. Having, you know, the next song is bubblegum, really kind of a cheesy song, right up their alley. I'm not saying these things are bad. For them, it's great. It fits them. The glam, the Hollywood, perfect. Everything is fitting into place. Uh, Just wrong time. Maybe a little bit earlier would have been a little bit better. But... I'm not going to sit here and say that I do not like this album. I did like this album, and I really enjoyed going back and really giving it a good listen because okay, good. I was a cursory Pretty Boy Floyd. Pretty Boy Floyd, you guys have heard of him. Uh, the songs, you know, Wild Angels, I Want to Be With You, and Leather Boys Electric Toys. That was about the much I had heard. You okay. know? And so it was nice to go through and be able to hear the whole album. It was great. I loved it. We're not done yet. We've got one more track left, Greg. My favorite track, you too. Ready to go? Ready yeah, to go? I'm going to give it. Give it to me. The ballad. I want to be with you. I do, Chris. I want to be with you. You're with me right now. I know. But you're with me now. I know, but I want to be with you. Isn't that from a movie? No. No, it's not called. Oh, yeah. Valley Girl. Valley Girl. Oh, Valley Girl. I love that movie, dude. Yeah, we know you that. Nicolas Cage. Is he Nicolas Cage or Coppola in that one? It's Cage. It's a good one, dude. Hold on. You're messing up the song, man. Yeah. Talk Where about you been? it. Where are you from? This, this is a conversation. It just begun, Chris. Yeah, this is it's, it's obvious. This is about a guy high school. This is a high school right? romance. Uh I see you walking by between class. All these oh man, dude. And so it's got that cheesy but right up there. I love the chorus right here. Right. 
That's great. That's exactly dude. what it, what it feels like, man. Just <laughs> cheesy high school stuff, man. This this song could be in Hard Bodies. This song, it's, this song song should be in Hard Bodies. I love this song. This is definitely <laughs> one of my favorite songs. Oh, good. On the whole album, we love our power ballads. We and a lot of times they are the best singles and power ballads. They're going to be one of the top two or three songs on the album, yeah. the power ballad. I mean, go through and look at all the uh, songs. This is probably probably the best song on the album. Uh, very well written. The harmonies are great. It's just a great, well-written song. Four minutes just right where it needs to be. I love it, dude. I love this song. This one gets definitely gets a replay when I listen to it in the car. Cool. Yes, uh, definitely same thing. Um, one of my favorite songs from this album. Um, I also love this album. There's a lot of things about it. Very rarely skip a song or two, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely love it. Love the whole thing. I love the energy. I remember seeing them in the clubs. Um, I think I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, Chris. I saw a couple of months ago. I went to go see Pretty Boy Floyd at the Canyon uh, yep. over here in um, where was it? Agoura Hills, and they were the headliner, and um, saw them, and it was cool. It was just. Of course, uh, Steve Summers is the only original member. They have all new guys, but they're still rocking and rolling, doing doing some good now stuff. Now, are the is the two questions? One, how how were they playing? How was the performing? How was the singing? His singing is still on point. He's definitely older, so he's not moving and grooving like he used to, like sexy slithering all over the That's place. That's okay. How are the vocals? Because we went. And the saw, vocals were good. We went and saw Doc in there, and Don Dawkins is done. Yeah, his vocals were good. His vocals were good. Good. That's all. I but care remember, about. he's it's him and backup guys. Okay. And that's where it was. That's alright. But I do love this album, and you know you can take pictures, and they still have it on vinyl, and I wasn't able to do any of that. But you know, if they are in again, the club skin, I would go and see who him. and. Maybe just give a shout out. Who uh, did you go to that concert to go see? Who was the other band that was playing? There? Funhouse. Funhouse. That's right. Funhouse. Uh, yeah, uh, Vanessa's old boyfriend uh, was in the band, um, and you know he contacted me and says, "Hey, we're playing blah blah blah." I go, "Hey, you know how many tickets you need?" You know, I, I took my son and his fiance, and we had a good time, man. Yeah. It was there. We were just chilling, hanging out. Funhouse. Putting it man. out there, dude. Let yeah. Greg come see him. Talk about him on the Big Talk Podcast. There you go, yeah. man. All right, baby. You ready to bring uh, me to yeah. Rock That Blue? And we're going to run right from Pretty Boy Floyd. We're just going to let the song end, and we're going to go right into Roxy Blue. Man, I can't wait to listen to this album and share oh. it with everybody, because when you hear this, you're going to be like, holy shit. At least I was when I heard it the first time. Exactly. And was this one of the albums I brought to you? No. I found this one on my own. You liar. No. Nope. You liar. liar. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to give it to you because you usually give me props when I bring you shit. Oh, yeah. I will always give you props. This, you guys don't understand. This album is killer. <sighs> now, I... Don't know exactly how I found this album. I know there was a period of time in my life where I was going to a lot of like looking at like sleazerocks.com. I was trying to find like stuff that I'd never heard before, uh, bands I'd never heard for before because I was kind of like, I don't want to listen to the stuff that I've been listening to forever, but I like the style. So let me yeah. find some new stuff. So then, you know, you're finding some of these other bands and Roxy Blue is one of the bands that I came across. Dude, and I was just like, dude, this is fucking killer. It's like a it's like a mix of everything that was great from the 80s without all the stuff that was bad from the 80s, I guess. I wow, don't that's know, a good dude. that's a good interpretation it, of that, man. That was pretty it, good. I mean, do you get It's you like it's okay. not glam, it's like hard rock, but it's not metal. It's, I I would say high energy hard rock. Oh yeah, perfect. High, high energy, energy hard rock is what Roxy Blue is to me. So the high energy, his vocals are uh, crisp and clear where I can hear him singing and he's doing great on the high parts. The drums and the bass, they know they're there. And the guitar, I think, is phenomenal. We'll talk about Sid Fletcher where he's just, I think he was the star of this album. You know, we'll go on to it a little bit more, but I think they all jam. They all have a certain look. You know, these guys probably have that same long hair, 
glam look from you know the early part of the 90s and shit like that right before uh, grunge came in and the baggy clothes and the new metal and shit like that which probably destroyed this band uh, but you know what can you say are you ready to bring me to the next song man because oh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm high energy man Woo! Yeah, I love it. The musicianship, the guitar playing on this album is second to none. Right? Second to none. Uh, these guys, so these guys formed in, uh, uh, what was it? But I got it all right here. 89. Okay. The founding members were Todd Poole, vocalist, Scotty T on drums, and then Sid Fletcher and Joshua met at the Atlantic uh, Guitar Institute. And so that's where they met. Those were the founding members. They are the same ones that play on this album. It is great. They actually got discovered by and signed to Geffen Records by, do you know who? No, who? Tom Zutant. Oh, all right. Yes, yeah, of, of Motley Crue yeah. fame. And uh, he said, oh, we got to sign these guys, dude. And sign them. You know, this is still, man, when the, the, the rock scene from L.A. and Hollywood was still exploding, dude. It was still great. And there's some really good songs on here, man. Really good songs. Yeah, really good songs. I mean, we're not going to lie. Uh, like I said, vocals is, is on point. There's just some great stuff, man. And so, the Go ahead. I would say this song is called Sister, Sister, which you're kind of thinking. The first song, Too Hot to Handle. Great how, you know, we love it, how you start the album off high energy. This one, you're still bringing me it. I love it. You know, Sister, Sister. All right, you're kind of doing that same old shit, but it works. You know, and I love it, and I, I kind of go from there. Yeah, dude, the first song I don't even think we said. Too, you may have said it. I don't know. I was no, I haven't, was so excited. Too hot to handle was the yeah. lead-off track. That's how you kick it off, you guys, right there. We listen to a lot of albums that know exactly how to do it, and this is another one that knows how to hook you in from the first song. You got to get me. Great, uh, great high energy, high energy rock right off the bat. Sister, sister, here, listen to this freaking guitar solo, dude. Are you kidding me? Uh, really good guitar hooks. Um, this is kind of a story of like desire and temptation, and kind of like right trying to be edgy, but not really. You know, uh, this is great stuff right here, man. You want to bring me to the next yeah. song? The vocals are great, dude. Oh, uh, I, Todd Poole's vocals are amazing, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the next song. I, I'm surprised he didn't do something else after this band disbanded. Yeah. Right, we're gonna bring it down just a little bit. Just a tad. Times are a changing. Track three, times are a changing. This is probably neck and neck for my favorite song on the album. All I right. really this is like a what do we love, Greg? We love our mid-tempo ballads. Yeah. This is a mid-tempo ballad. It's a set standout. It's got a, in my opinion, an anthem anthematic chorus like you know time when he starts singing times are changing it's great the melodies are great and the freaking guitar work on this song is amazing uh great solo everything dude the i mean we break it down here with acoustic and then we blow the doors off later in the song and it's just great dude. i like that we we've talked a lot about the um even in pretty boy floyd how there's a lot of things in guitar solo comes in and it just makes it right you're right about times are changing how um this song is just nice and smooth, and you can feel it. Times are changing when you have two people, in, you know, yep. talking about this. Hey, you know what? Hey, um, maybe they're doing long distance, and sometimes long distance doesn't work. Yeah. Cause why? Times are changing. Yeah. You know, love it. I wish we could just sit here and listen to this whole song. I'm not gonna change it yet. I'm not gonna change it right now. Yeah, I'm just no, saying, I wish we could listen <laughs> to this. Um, you know, uh, let it build up a little bit, Chris. So this song. So like I said, dude, listen to this chorus. Times this is this is just tailor made for the MTV eighties, like eighty seven, eighty eight era. Yeah. That's where this should have been. We're about we're about five years too late on this, but this is great stuff right here. Um, but who knew that was coming? Who did? Nobody. Nobody knew. Nobody I knew. mean, when you when you look at the artists that are getting signed today. Hey, okay, we're signing you for this, and then two or three years, your album comes out. Whatever. Nowadays, it's a little different. 
what's what's hot? What's new? What are people into? Yep. Could be totally fucking different than what the yeah. thought was. But like I said, we we love this. This is you're right. I love this song too. This um, so the, like I I was talking to Greg and I go, God damn, dude, there's so much you can't find anything on the on these bands. It's so hard to dig. I did find some stuff. Um, this album didn't break into the Billboard top 100 albums, but it did get on the AOR. Uh, uh, Billboard Top right. 40. I believe it reached number 30 on the uh, U.S. rock charts. That's the AOR chart. Nice. Adult-oriented rock charts. It hit number 38. I'm sorry. Um, so, you know, at least it did something in a time where not, none of this was doing anything. And it was also, here we go, it was also touted by Record and Review Magazine, listen to this guitar solo, as the most spun rock record of the summer. Whoa, yeah, I dude. like that. So I, I would agree on that shit yeah. because you you know, Chris, I I found this band out before. Uh, wait a minute, let me rephrase that. I found this band out in Metal Edge magazine. You know, like yeah. Hot New Artist and Roxy Blue. So when the album came out, you yeah, you dude. know, Greg was spending his money on it. Yeah, and they had opened for uh, such... They had everything behind them. It's just the times change, just like this song. This is, I love it, dude. This is killer. They were even touring and opening for acts like Bon Jovi and Cheap Trick. Wow. So they were given prime slots. They were doing everything they could because they knew how good this stuff was, I think. You know, why would you put everything behind a band if you're not confident in their ability to really do it? And They were given everything. It's just people just didn't want to go see that. Some bands survived, and the rest of them just didn't. Wow. Now, do you think they got kicked off of the Bon Jovi tour because uh, Richie was a little jealous of uh, Sid Fletcher, man, because he was like the upcoming guitarist? Maybe. That's, and that's Richie came up with, hey, every, hey, this, guy, any, this guy's getting too crazy. Anything is possible in 1992. <coughs> All right. This song is called It's So Easy. Is this a Guns N' Roses cover? Yeah, it's so easy. No. This is the little uh, different thing they go on here. We're doing. I like it. You know, give us some stuff. Give us, bring it down, bring it back up. This is a really nice, fast-paced one. It's got a good groove. Kind of, you know, sprinkle in some blues on there, like when they do a little different stuff on there. But man, love it. Love this song. Um, vocals are on point. Love it. Love it. I I like this. It says has a lot of high energy. You're right about. Uh, making it sound a little differently. It's so easy. Yeah. It's and what do we? Dude, the course was good. Man, what are we talking about? You can take this to anything, dude. Anything, dude. It feels so right. Yeah. Come on, baby. You know. Or maybe they're talking about being on stage. Look at this. Boom, boom. Feels so right. Watch this. Wow, dude. Mm. Killer. You're Listen right. To this man. Screaming guitar. Good stuff, guys. You want to bring me to the next song? Uh, this is the first time some people that are listening to the Big Talk podcast are hearing this. Oh, oh this? I, yes, I, I, I know. envy them, dude. You know, being able to something that you've really that you really love, or you know, something like that, hearing it, seeing it for the first time, this is great. Love it. Dude. Look, ready to go? I'm ready to go, man. Because this is my favorite song, man. Oh, let's listen to this guitar at the beginning, Greg. There you go. Always reminds me of. Who does this guitar solo remind you of? Anybody? George Lynch. I was gonna say Eddie. Whoa! I was gonna say Eddie Van Halen. Now you're getting crazy, man. Now you're getting crazy. All the people are gonna. There's hate mail coming to you. That was that was Chris at Big Talk Podcast. Send it to him. Yeah. Oh. I love it too. I think that this was a great little intro to this song, and this song was high energy. Um, they did do a video for this album, for this song. Um, so I was there, man. I was all for it, dude. Like oh, I yeah. said, I, I I was into Roxy Blue when they came out. When uh, they came, I don't think they ever came to LA, or if they did, I totally missed that boat. You yeah. Know? Now this this had a video on MTV. If I'm not mistaken, didn't they have a video for this song on yeah. MTV? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. I didn't even go look it up to like check it out or anything like that. And I, sh I, I think I probably searched it, got sidetracked by something, and didn't get a chance to watch it. So I'll probably do it after the show. And 
I think Times Are Changing is the other video they did too. That's correct. Yeah, Times. I did watch that one. I did one. It was kind of just like grainy footage of yeah. them in concert and just kind of fucking around and shit, uh, which we love. We love those yeah. videos. So this is Rob the Cradle. I don't even know how much we need to talk about what that means. You know, checking out. You know, <laughs> the girls that might be a little bit younger than Beauty you, queen. which was a which was appropriate uh, lyrics during like. The 70s even, the 80s. But I think at this time, maybe it kind of was uh, on its way out. That's what I told her. I like the background listen. Rob the Crater. Ow. Ow. Rob the Crater. Yeah, dude, I love this. Great chorus, infectious hooks. Um, the The... The drums, I, I love on this one also, dude. It's great, 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 great track. There it is. Queen and team. You know, whenever I listen to this album, um, and I know that uh, whenever I hear this album and I hear that guitar solo from this song, uh-huh. Rob the Cradle, I always feel like, and you're, you can agree or disagree with me, and I always feel like that guitar solo is like the high point of the song. Like, I hear that lead-in intro guitar oh, solo. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's killer. And then it goes into the song. I'm like, I, I, the song is not a letdown. It's just a letdown that it went from this amazing guitar solo to this song. And I don't know if they could have. Maybe do, like, an eruption thing where the guy just plays, like, a minute. I mean, what's eruption? Like, 2.12 or 2 minutes yeah, and something seconds. Do something like that. He could pull it off, obviously. Listen to this, dude. This guy thinks he's Steve Vai now. Whoa. He could have done like a solo and then had that as a track and then just that little separation of it saying this is number four and this is number five or this is number five and this is number six maybe would have made me feel a little bit better. Dude. Listen to this right here, dude. The little the throwback right here. little, you know, little aca- like, acapella with little, just the little ch- 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 Yeah, it, dude. And it's not, it's not that we... Uh, don't like the Pretty Boy Floyd album, but just to be honest, I've heard this album so many times that I'm just so much more familiar with it that it's easier for me to talk to you about it. Uh, with the Pretty Boy Floyd, I really kind of went like when we do our homework, I probably listened to that album like eight, nine, ten times. Okay, so it wasn't like I had heard it a lot where I've listened to this album. Who knows how many times? Just like every other album, you know, that's out there that I love. So this one's a little bit easier to talk about. So that's why maybe we kind of went, oh, Roxy Blue, oh, I'm ready. Either you know, for me it was it's both ways. I loved uh, um, you, Pretty Boy. You Floyd. can't say that in 2023 unless you mean it. What? Both ways. You go both ways. I didn't say I go. Both oh, okay. Ways. I'm I said sorry. I, I miss, love. I misheard you. No, I said I loved both albums. Like the high energy from the both albums are doing it. From Pretty Boy to Roxy Blue. Like I got my high energy from those songs, and yeah. I got my high energy from this song. They're finishing up, man. Give me this. Give me the next one, baby. Hey, we're, we're almost done. Let's just All let right, it play out. Let's man. let the whole song oh, play out. Let it play out? There, let it play out. There, there we you go, go. Baby. Uh, it, it, See, I'm exhausted because that shit was just rocking, man. I'm all amped up now. Greg is... I'm going to go rob the cradle. Greg is breaking into a cold sweat right now. Yeah. Dude. All right, we're going to... Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't know this was a cover song. I read Squeeze the lyrics. Box? I I See? I didn't, I didn't know the who a lot, yeah. but then... I went back and I said I was reading the lyrics and it was like, okay, done by Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey, and I was kind of like, oh shit. And no, then I heard it and I'm like, no, Damn. I'm gonna tell you this, dude. Squeezebox um, is a song that a lot of bands do cover. Um, I think on one of the newer Poison albums, studio albums that they did, Holly Weird, maybe. Oh, okay, yeah. I think they did a cover of this. Some other bands have done covers of it. I never was a big fan of the Who's version of this. And kill me if you disagree, I like this version better than the Who's version of this song. I said it, I don't regret it. Maybe you just like high energy rock and roll and you think that these guys, uh, Roxy Blutified it. Right? They did Roxy Blutify it, dude. (laughs) I love it. There we go, dude. Who did we say the producer was on this album? Oh my gosh, I don't even need a look. Mike Clink. And what is he known for? Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. And I believe when he 
he when they got introduced to him, he was doing the production for the Use Your Illusion album. So I believe is what he was in the middle of doing. And then I think he went from that to this. Ah, okay. If I remember my timeline right for my brief little looking over of shit. But, man. Zutat, Clink, what the fuck? I know. I mean, uh, why? Bon Jovi, Cheap Trick, Tours. Love it, where, dude. Where, what happened to them, right? Yeah. Shit. And it's not their fault. It's just that times changed. Just like they said, times are changing. <laughs> you ready to go to the next one? No. Okay. Could you not? Squeeze me like you do. <laughs> you, you're, oh, you're making me laugh, dude. Good. Yeah, bring me to the next one, baby. There we go. Yeah. Cowbell. That's what we talk about, Chris. More cowbell. Talk of the town. This is killer right here, dude. Right? Um, just, you know, bringing back the high energy. Let's Okay, here's a little bit, you know, kind of who maybe influenced us or, or whatever. Now we're going to bring it back to what we do best and what we do best is rip your face off with searing guitar, amazing vocals, well-written songs, and fucking courses to make you pump your fist in the air. Yeah. That's how you say it, man. I like that, Chris. That's how you do that kind of shit, man. And uh, this is, yeah, dude. I, I this, is a, this is a, love it. Can't get enough of it, dude. See, and the, and the guys can see it. Talk of the town is themselves. Hey, we're the talk of the town in Memphis, Tennessee. Yep, and they... Know? And they, um, just kind of reading around in interviews, there was like the three main bands that were in Memphis that were kind of just touring the circuit there in the same era, era together. Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, who's another band we may touch on. I'm not very familiar with them, but I know they were out there. And Tora, Tora, Tora. Oh, okay. All in the Memphis doing, they said that there was like eight or nine rock clubs there. And so they just did the playing every night, just going around and around after each other. Love it, dude. That's killer. There's some other bands you guys can check out. Yeah. Hey, um, you want to go to the next song before I start saying stuff? Yeah, let's go. All right. All right, next song. Rockabye, baby. Craig, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Rockabye, baby. All right, man. So how you were talking about those bands? <coughs> so when, when Sid Fletcher decided to take off from... Roxy Blue, uh, they got one of the guitarists from Every Mother's Nightmare. That is correct. That joined the band. I think I think Fletcher did most of the tour, but like it says, when the guys were like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna uh, disband, or eh, we're not gonna do anymore, or we're gonna get back together," maybe Fletcher, Sid said, ah, "I'm done." And then they got they go, "Hey, well, we we have you know our buddy from Every Mother's Nightmare. I think his name is Jeff." He says uh, he wants to join the band, or we're gonna keep him in there and do that kind of stuff. So yeah, you know, like you said, Tora Tora, Every Mother's Nightmare, and Roxy Blue. Those guys were all in that circle, you know, interchanging um, artists or interchanging uh, guys in the band. Yeah, it's you get familiar with each other. You know, you kind of like, hey, we need someone to fill in. Who do you know? Oh, bring you know. Yeah, I'm not I'm doing anything call right up, now. Call up my guy, and we're gonna rock the house together, dude. Um, love it you know you really get you really get to you get a good taste of Todd Poole's vocals in this one it's everything is ripping but let's let Todd have his have his song and let him kind of shine out there a little bit I love it dude it's great man I, I can't get enough of it rockabye baby you know what that means right no yes you do you ready to go to the next song I'm ready to go to the next go. one yeah. It's tender. We're going to pull the acoustic car out for everybody. It is tender time. I love this song. Yeah. This one, the, the, I, I'm a rocker, but man, I love these songs. Dude. I like a little breakdown right here. Uh, killer. See, and that's what I'm saying of, of this band, like, they knew how to. Um, Construct songs that are killer. Like, this is a great song, man. Love on me. It's just start off a little slow. You have a more acoustic. You got the band ripping in there. You got Todd's vocals, you know, singing on the song. So now we're 
starting off with slow, but now we're mid-tempoing yeah. it, jamming, feeling good, got great. that groove. Yep. yep, I agree with every single thing you're saying. Great, you know, the great rips, you know, the great sing-along choruses. This is, you know, this is a song that gets you, you know, going like this. Nice backing vocals there. Let me see. Go, put it to me now. Put, put it to the camera to me. Okay. Like this. You got to love on my baby. See, I can sing. Oh, shit, dude. Is that Todd? Yes. Give me some. Ooh. <laughs> That's good. Sugar. I love it, dude. <laughs> and you're sick as a dog. So, no and, you're, and you're still singing like it. Now you're, and you're still singing like you're a Grammy Award winner. Because I am a Grammy Award winner, podcaster. Greg Giannis, what the hell, man? There you go. The one and only. Man, this is uh, good stuff. Just continuing on with the greatness of this album. You ready to go to the next one? Let's go. Yeah, sure. Woo. This is the tenderness. This is the tenderness I was thinking about. I'm sorry. I got all tender. I was sticking my tongue out, doing all the crazy stuff. And I was meant to do it for this song, dude. You know what that makes me, Greg? A baby? An idiot. Uh, same thing. Um, I love it. Uh, I think his vocals are really good on this. Um, guitar work, great. I, I really feel uh, whatever they're saying in the song, is, it's coming across on my speakers, and I'm hearing it exactly. Because that's the kind of shit I love. You know what I think about when I this song is... Um, Hope. This this really kind of can even even more so I think this song right here and what it's saying means more today than it did back then. To me it means don't you don't know what anybody else is going through. You know what I mean? Nobody knows. The struggles, the mental struggles, mental health is a huge issue and it's a real thing. And no one knows. You don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what you're going through. Why are we so judging each other so much when nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going on with each other. That's kind of what I take away from it. Okay, but that's what, just to uh, um, say the same, similar, is you're right, Chris, uh, but that's why they're telling people now, say something. Because, you know, in the 80s and the 90s, people were, were burying it deep in their heart, oh, yeah. man. And some shit, it just, it bubbled into aggression. It, it bundled the um, as going downhill even more. Mm -hmm. So now they're telling you, "Hey, tell me what's going on, man. Tell me, tell me how you feel, Chris. Yeah, tell me how I you do. feel. I do. I know. I know you do, man. I love it, dude. This round, song round, it can and it can round, mean it can round. mean something to some people. Like you don't know how I feel about you, baby. How much I love you. It could mean anything, dude. But that's what I take away. And I think it's a great song. I love the acoustic guitar playing in it. It almost reminds me of like a Tesla song. This reminds me of something Tesla would do, which to me is high praise. Tesla's one of our right? favorites, yeah, yeah. one of the greats. This really reminds me of like a, 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 it's not what you got, what you give, kind of a style of a song, not that great, but like that, because that's one of their best songs. Uh, but I love this, dude. This is great stuff, Greg. God, I'm glad we did this album. We got to share it with oh, the nation. Oh, good, man. Yeah. We got to share it with them. You're welcome, nation. Yeah. Yeah. Put it, put something in the tip jar. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, you rip into the guitar solo, man. This, this is a guitar playing on this whole album from top to bottom, as you like to say, Greg, is... Amazing, nothing short of amazing, and man, it's got such a great re-listenability. You can listen to it not over and over, but you can listen to it and never get tired of it. I don't. I don't. You want to bring me to the next one? I would love to bring you. Cause this is a fucking ripping. How about next one? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh my god. Listen to that. Listen to that opening guitar riff, dude. That's pinky power, babe. Woo! Yeah. 
No special guests on this album, right? Nothing we should know? Yeah, there is. Who? Um, there you go. You ready for me to tell you? You ready for me to tell you what is going on? Yes, Chris. Okay. So one of the people, the main people, dude, that, um, one of the main people that helped these guys was your one and only, Janie Lane. He saw these guys. He tried to get them signed. He really helped them. Um... And he was actually one a background singer, and I couldn't find out what song, but he sings background on something on here, or more than one song. Janie Lane, lead, lead, lead singer from Warrant. And another one of our favorite guys, Jimmy Jameson, who is a sur- singer from Survivor. I forget what album he was singing background on. We just did it during Heavy Metal Month. He's singing some background on this too. Uh, wasn't it quite right? It might have been, yeah. Jimmy there, dude. I think it Love was quite it, dude. right, dude. And, uh, yeah, so Janie and Jimmy and, uh, man, this is good stuff right here, dude. Bring me to the last song because um, this song, I think, the last song, I think, rips. All right, let's go. And we can finish up our talking at the whole song. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chris, here we go. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four. Yeah. I love how, I love this song and I love how it ends. So, starts off good. Middle's nice and tender and ends well. I love this song. Well, if we can Rips. find something to talk about for five minutes, we can play it all the way to the end. There we go, Chris. Yeah. That guitar playing is scintillating. I love it. That's why I told you I Sid Fletcher was it. the star for me on this album. Oh, yeah. You know, he didn't do anything else. Do you know what he's doing now, Chris? Uh, Dentist. He's a dentist. He's a dentist. Damn. Two practices. He has two practices in the Nashville area, if I remember correctly. There you go, dude. That's right, Chris. Love it. You're the main attraction. <laughs> Did you know that they claimed the outrageous claim on this album? That they were doing these songs in one take? Recording them live with no ta- with no dubs and no edits? Like, that was their claim. I know, I know, but they were trying to be outrageous and get anything to go for them, and they were saying, hey, man, we did this one take each song, baby. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But maybe. So did you know that Todd Poole was one of the founding members of the new metal band, Saliva? I did know that, and you know what I found most interesting about that fact? What? He wasn't even singing. He's the f- drummer. Oh no way! Yes. Oh. He was a found one of the founding members of Saliva, but he was a drummer. And I'm like, wow, that's just so fucking cool. Reminds me of what's his name, Sully from uh, Godsmack. Yeah. And from drumming the front. to the front, or like a Phil Collins drumming to the front, or a Don Henley drumming yeah. to the front. But now you got someone going from the front to the drums. Interesting, dude. I was first off. I was like, "No shit, he was one of the founding members of Saliva." What? And it, what he didn't sing? Like I thought maybe he was the founding member. He sang. They said we want to go a different direction. We're gonna yeah, find someone that's else. That's what I thought too. But it was he was the drummer. But I don't believe he played on their first album. He was already gone by then. But still. But I mean, put he the pieces could have been the put piece. the pieces in place for that band to to, to get to do something. Yeah. Like okay. Damn. That's crazy, bro. Dude, the world of music is crazy, dude. The world of podcasting is crazy. The world of the Big Talk podcast is even crazier. Crazy. And, you know, we love that you guys went on this two-band, two-album journey with us. Pretty Boy Floyd with Leather Boys. With with Electric electric toys. Toys. And Roxy Blues wants some. Well, dude... The album cover on this album is great. It's got like an Uncle Sam type guy, uh, like got his arm around a lady, but his hands on her ass, and he's wearing like the, the, the top, Uncle Sam Uncle kind Sam of stuff, looking at you like, yeah, that's right, I want some. Yeah. And it's a great cover. You probably couldn't even do that today. Couldn't do that. Too misogynistic. You can't do it today. 
You might get a sticker. Well, you know uh, one of those stickers we love, right? Yeah, right on the ass. Right that would make ass. you sell a million copies right there. Snap of approval. But thanks for coming on this journey with us. Um, be sure to check us out on YouTube, the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. Be sure to check us out on TikTok, on Instagram, at BigTalkCG.podcast. You can find all the information you need, clips from our uh, episodes. Hit our uh, link tree link in the Instagram bio. You can find out anywhere you can listen to us. If you really, really love our show, you can drop something in that tip jar if you want. Ooh. Drop a little something in that tip jar. Um, and then uh, Twitter, uh, at BigTalkCG, at BigTalkCG at gmail.com. If you really want to gripe, if you're really pissed off, we're on Facebook, the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. It's killer. All right, guys, this is Greg from Big Talk Podcasting with Chris and Greg. When you listen, don't forget to listen loud and see ya. I'm Chris, you're my man of traction. <laughs> I know. This is some good stuff. I'm yo. I'm yo. I'm yo.